My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bow hunting podcast fueled by Mountain Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bow hunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome back to the Championship Bow Hunting Podcast. We are coming to you a couple days after the Colorado Train to Hunt event with kind of an update and recap on the weekend. Before we get started, I want to send a shout out to all of the show sponsors and partners, you know, Mountain Ops, Grizzly Coolers, Maven Optics, Hoyt Archery, um, you know, Kafaru International, some great companies that have partnered with us, and Hamski Archery Solutions, can't forget Hamski. Um, you know, I got to put a lot of that gear to use this weekend and it's not often you can test a lot of your gear like that other than in a hunting scenario. So it was awesome to be able to get out there and, and compete in a train-to-hunt event and put that gear to to the test and, and you know, show that it's, it's really top-notch gear. Um, so leading off with that, I'm just going to kind of do a quick recap of what I used for this weekend's events, my setup, <clears throat> talk a little bit about each event, and... You know, I, and then also allude into what I've got coming up on the Alpha Bow Hunting YouTube channel. With uh, the week prior to last week's event, I, I recorded a little bit of my my training and my shooting sessions every day leading up to the event. It's kind of a taper week, but nonetheless, I, most of the questions and, and and emails I get online from listeners uh, or followers of the show are questions about train to hunt. I'd say about half. Uh, 40 to 50% of the questions I get are, are half of uh, train to hunt, you know, and then the other ones are gear or, or tuning or other technical questions. So train to hunt is obviously very important to a lot of you out there, and, and it's a great event, and I, I you know, Ken's got a great go- game going out there. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about what I chose to, to bring to play with this last weekend. And I shot my Hoyt Defiant 34. It was set right at like 71 pounds. Uh, I, I, I like enough draw weight to give me good speed. I'm not looking to, you know, blaze out 320, 330 feet per second by going below IBO on arrow weight. <clears throat> Instead, I chose to shoot that bow at 71. It's comfortable for your draw and hold shots, 30 seconds. You know, even if it's something a 45 to one minute draw and hold, it's it's still a comfortable bow, to, bow weight to shoot there. Um, my rest obviously was a Hamski <clears throat> Hybrid Hunter Pro. Um, Arrows. I, I shot some Easton Hex this weekend, uh, 330 spine with 125 grains up front, and th- those arrows came in just a touch under 400 grains. Finished out with the, uh, I believe it's a 2.8 Vaintech shield cut that I that I rolled that I ran on those arrows this weekend, and they flew great. Those arrows are grouping great. They they're coming in on the chrono at I believe 298, so just under 300 feet per second. <clears throat> great good speeds shooting 3d you want a flat trajectory like i said i know that some people will go with that as fast of a setup as they can to compensate for potential error uh yardage judging mistakes and i i'm i've i've tried that before i've been on that one end of the spectrum where i've just gone as fast as i could and things become more critical because usually it's a it's you're starting to play with an improperly spined arrow at times or there again just an unsafe arrow weight being below five grains per pound of draw weight 
Uh, my packs, I used a, a, a duplex frame, Kafaro duplex frame with a Timberline 2 bag. Uh, my for the for the meat haul on day two on the challenge course, I ran the Antero from Kafaru. Uh, obviously, Mavens, I, I you know loving my Mavens. They the 11 by 45s is what I ran for for the 3D portion of the event, and being able to pick off little things to aim at on a target is important. Being able to you know, after you shoot a target and you need to verify that, yes, I judged that target for the right distance, or maybe you hit high or you hit low and you, you're not sure because the arrow's canted a certain way. But being able to get instant feedback and so you know, yeah, I judged that target for 44 yards and I hit high. Okay, it was probably more 41 or 42 yards. You know, th those binos give you that instant feedback, and I, I can't say enough. Obviously, the mountain ops, you know, we had a big, big cooler in my tent of enduro all weekend, <clears throat> big jug, um, and then a little bit of Yeti before uh, each of the the two events where we had to to get at, get after it. Uh, and again, I you know grizzly coolers. It's one of those things that you know the 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 importance you have to keep hydrated, to keep keep food in your system, and keep functioning at a, at a high level. Uh, you know. Grizzly makes great product. We were in the hot, hot weather all weekend. It was, you know, mid 80s to 90 degrees, and and we kept cool in the shade, and we had our our drinks nice and cool with my Grizzly. So I, again, shout out to all those partners, as all that gear came into play this weekend. Uh, day one, so we had the shooting event first thing in the morning. If you're not familiar with the the Bow Hunters 3D course, it's an unmarked yardage 20 target course. You've got targets. I think furthest target I, I was around 60 yards <clears throat> we shot uh, the majority of the targets I'm going to say were in that or about 35 yard average uh, hills uphills downhills there was there was nothing flat very very few targets flat I should say uh, you got your time shots obviously you got get you got a, a target where you got to get one arrow off within five seconds from from at, being at rest you got the two shots in 10 seconds or the follow-up shot in 10 seconds Draw and hold, kneeling shots, draw kneeling and move, stand and move. Um, a lot of different scenarios, seated shot to finish out the course. And I think that, you know, I, I really focused on, on looking at targets. I haven't shot a unmarked yardage 3D course in, in about a year, which was at last year's Train to Hunt. And it's just been so much going on at the shop with with the new new location, trying to get our outdoor range, got the alpha bow hunting challenge going. There's been a lot going on, so... I've been shooting my bow every day. I just haven't been looking at a lot of yardage. So after the bow hunt, after the alpha bow hunting challenge, I really made a commitment to, <clears throat> you know, putting some targets out, shooting some targets, focusing on that yardage judging, and it paid off. You know, it's one of those things that a lot of people are are impressed because I was able to to shoot a hundred on my score for day one. And if you've been shooting regularly and your shooting is there. Or your shooting's good. It doesn't have to be great. You know, the the, the ten ring is four and a half to five inches in av on average. <coughs> Excuse me. You just need to be able to judge judge yardage within a couple yards and make a good shot. And, and that's where the uphills and the downhills and and re, you know doing enough of it, having done it for many years. You know, looking at a target that's on a pretty steep uphill or, or downhill and, and knowing, you know, if you need to cut a couple, two or three yards off what you think it is for the angle, it, it's just time in the field, time practicing that game. You know, the, 
many of you are, are scratching the surface and just starting to get into 3D, and I'm just going to tell you, stay with it. Keep practicing. Keep at it. The more you do it, the more little things you'll pick up on, and, and the better everyone's going to get at it. It is, it is something that the more, you know, it's a skill, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a very attainable skill just by getting out and practicing, and, and so many people enjoy this, the activity of archery that, you know, it, it'll come. <clears throat> But the the shots were great. It was a, it was an awesome course. Like I said, there was a mix of everything. So there was some distance. There was some uphill, downhill. The the speed shots. Great job to Nate, Kenton, you know, Josh, all those guys that set up the course. Uh, <clears throat> on to the afternoon round. You know the this event. Every event is different just based off of venue. And Eagle, Colorado. Um, there wasn't a lot of trees where we were at. There's a from the starting line to where we hit the first hill, it was, I would say, maybe 150, 200 yard. And then it was kind of a zigzag, switchbacks all the way up the hill. And then it kind of plat uh, some rolling hills at the top. And then you loop back around the mountain to, to finish out. So I believe there were, you know, 1.6 to 1.65 of a mile is what was talked about. I'll say that this this one was one of the tougher ones that I felt just because in many other situations you'll have a hill and then you'll you know crest that hill and you'll then you'll have a downhill and f- some flat and, and and kind of it varies and it mixes in terrain this location like i said you got to the hill and you were all uphill until you finished it and many competitors were you know that if if you weren't if you weren't preparing or you weren't practicing or you hadn't done it yet that hill took it out of you and even though the rest of it was kind of rolling hills to downhill if you were gassed at the top of the hill it you know it was tough to recover and and make it around so my only advice on on that is making sure you have the right pack making sure that it fits properly and of course i'm i'm biased towards kafaru since i've been using them you know four plus years ago it's it's just been a game changer but there's there's good packs on the market just make sure they fit right and make sure you're practicing. If you're planning to get out to one of these events, don't make that meat pack event the first time you throw the prescribed weight on your back because it, it'll be a rude awakening for anybody. So just get out and, and try it. Start slow. <clears throat> build your way up and into the weight and, and practice it. You know, day two, the challenge course. Um, again, we ran the same course that we did the, the meat pack on. So... There was shots at the base of the hill. There was a couple on your way up to the, to the top of the hill, and then you had a pretty good little jaunt as you started to come back around. And the last couple shots were at the bottom, uh, the bottom back hill stretch. And again, it was hot, and the hill was was the equalizer. I think Shanley said it very well. Shanley Bresen with Fit for the Hunt. She said that the seventh obstacle was the hill because. Again, it, it wasn't like it's it was the most brutal climb. It was a tough hill, very well placed on the course. And again, if if you're not ready for that, it's it's just going to eat you up. But it was a little bit longer than some of the other regional events I've done. Some of the other regional challenge courses have been in that three quarter of a mile to a mile, um, mile, mile and a quarter. But it was a great course. It was a great tune up and some great competitors. I just got to send a shout out to JR and and Gabe for pushing me. You know, those guys, I can't say enough because Gabe and I, we battled all weekend. I got to shoot with him day one. He 
him coming off of winning at Texas and then a week later to turn around and do it all again, uh, it, it's a lot. And and he came out and 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 did a great job. And like I said, and he he pushed me and. Uh, I, I can't say enough. I mean, Gabe's just a top-notch guy and, and super tough competitor. But, um, you know, that, that in, a, in a sense, was it from the competition standpoint. You know, a couple things I want to touch on about the weekend's events in general were, you know, Kafaru and Mountain Ops taking care of the competitors, you know, with some contingency and, and, and throwing some extra cash and gear out there. You know, as a competitor, thank you. And... As someone who is organizing my own events, you know, having companies like that that want to support not only the events but the competitors, it's huge. So I can't say thank you enough to, you know, Aaron and and Casey and Jordan. You guys are definitely, you know, dangling that carrot for for that the hunting athlete movement and and helping people to get ready. And yeah, a few extra bucks as incentive or or some gear, some awesome gear as incentive. That goes a long way. So the other thing I wanted to touch on was just getting to hang out. I mean, there, there's some downtime in these events as, as competitors are out on the course and people are are waiting for their heat or they maybe they've got done. <clears throat> and it's I'm, I'm really happy to see the different brands and the different, you know, Out West athlete. Those guys are animals. You know, they, they won the team event. And and the Fit for the Hunt crowd, That you know, they, they brought a, a gang of people up and, and – and, you know, repping your brand, flying your flag. You know, there's a bunch of people that came out wearing their alpha shirts that competed in the alpha bow hunting challenge. You know, thank you. You know, it's it's those are the being part of a community and being a part of different communities because that's okay. You know, I have, you know, having somebody that's that trains it with fit for the hunt, but they come to the alpha or or somebody who trains online at at, at train to hunt and and you know they're, they're repping their their CrossFit brand, whatever the case is. You know, if they're it's it's great to see the intermingling and the intertwining of the different communities because we are all part of the same group and there are a lot of people that look at the train the hunt community and say why the hell are you doing that or you know why would anybody want to do that and all all I will say to that is until you decide to come out and try it it's hard to explain because the people that have done it and the people that that grit their teeth and deal with that suck for that 20 or 30 40 minute course whatever it takes you for your your meat pack or your challenge course and then getting done with it and having people cheer you on at the finish line and, and help you out with the pack and get you some water it's it's a great community um there's great people involved and that's all i've got to say on that like i said it's just awesome to see the growth and, and the different people coming out because it's 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 a fun atmosphere it's a family atmosphere there's kids playing around and you know that, that's all I've got. Like I said, I really enjoy playing that game and and visiting with the people that come out to those events. A um, couple things I want to close this episode out with is once again Alpha Bow Hunting Wednesdays. We put up new episodes. I got a couple uh, more of the head-to-head rounds that I'm going to be loading up from the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, as well as like I said last week, the week leading up to Train to Hunt Colorado for me. I I just recorded a, a snippet, you know, a couple minutes of, of each day and what I did and how I did it. And it's not because I'm, I'm not trying to prescribe anything for you, but it's hard for me to, when somebody asks me a question, how do I prepare for a meat pack or how do I prepare for shooting? Everybody's so different. And, and working out and identifying somebody's strengths and weaknesses and body type and, 
and skill level and, and trying to cater a program to that is very, very difficult. In Instead of being able to do that, I mean, I used to be a personal trainer 15 plus years ago. So that's it's something I'm I'm a little bit familiar with, but it's very it's very much in my past. So instead, I just, hey, this is how I go about it. This is how I do it. And, and this is what's worked for me. If you might take one thing from there or two things from there and it helps you out, bonus. You know, if, if you want, if you look at it and say, yeah, that, that, that wouldn't work for me, then that's okay. You know, it's just, I understand my body type. I understand what makes me perform at my best. And, and I just wanted to throw, throw that video out there so that way it's, it's enough to maybe answer a few questions or maybe reassure you that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the right track or I'm, I'm doing what I should be doing. It's just going to, you know, the growth takes some time and check it out. Like I said, Alpha Bowhunting YouTube channel, we'll be putting that stuff up. Um, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a, a lot of developments for, for next year's Alpha Bowhunting challenge as well. And, and the way the the evolution of that and adding some events. So um, we will be probably announcing that stuff after the hunting season <coughs> excuse me as um we work out those details but i just i i had to throw that out there i'm super excited about some of the developments and some of the people that are uh, you know coming on and agreeing to partner and and work with me to help make those events now plural um the best they can be so hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you also check out the natural born hunter podcast and uh, we all we will have a, a video recap. We did a lot of interviews that we're going to be putting up and featuring uh, on the Natural Born Hunter side. So have a great week. Um, you know it's it's midsummer. We're a couple months out for hunting season. You know make sure you're getting after. Make sure you're getting stuff dialed in, and we'll check you all out soon.